It just, just was at somebody's house who had a Great Dane. I just don't know how you have a pet that size and don't try to ride it at least. <laughs> Thank you. Like, this thing That's needs a I saddle. I was like, I'm going to sit on it. I'm going to sit on your dog. I can't. Which would be mean because it probably can't really handle the weight. Yeah. But. Like, our dog is a mini schnauzer, and for years I've wanted to... I've wanted to get a monkey to ride our dog. It was the hesitation that you took before saying it. Like, you stopped for a second and went, I shouldn't say this out loud. Maybe I should just keep this one to myself. So we start each week with one of us coming up with an idea for a character. We make heroes. We make villains. The best show happens backstage. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what we're saying is we're, we're inviting you in to enjoy the parts of the process that we enjoy. If anyone listening gets inspired to make something original for themselves, then we've done our job. Even though the whole podcast is us creating the character, it's a podcast about writing process. And we forget it's a podcast and get lost in the story. Hi, and welcome to the B-Mega Podcast. My name is Adam, and I'm looking at the digital face of my good friend, Luke. How you doing, Luke? Hey, Adam, I'm great. How are you? Uh, I've got no complaints other than we're both fighting cold, so we've got yeah. the extra gravelly voices tonight on the B-Mega <laughs> Podcast. A little wheezy. Yeah, maybe extra wheeze for your soul. <laughs> so, Luke, this is our 14th episode wow. of the B-Mega Podcast. That's a... A dozen plus a couple, as as it's often known. <laughs> it's so interesting that now we've kind of created this very shorthand process for developing the background for a character. It's an amazing process once you start actively looking for things. I mean, it is opening your imagination and all that, those things, but it's also opening your eyes and just looking around and kind of interpreting the world around you and being willing to play around a little bit with anything you see or hear that's actually one of my favorite things to do is just see random things i'll see a sign uh or I, perfect example we went to a park and someone just shoved a key straight straight into right. the middle of a parking post uh in the parking lot of this this park that fascinated me for so long it like it it i created a story just based on who like who would one, why would they? Why would a person right. put a key there? Who would do that? Who? Wh what did the key go to? Um, why was it so important that they felt like they had to p put it in this very public place? Right. Um, you know, other than you know, maybe the person who lost it can come back and and get or it. Or was it was it left for someone? Or for someone? Were yeah. they hoping? Like were they the, hoping that nobody would see it because it was in the fence post, or that it was buried far enough? Maybe there's a Lancelot situation there where right. they thought no one else would be able to get it yes. out of the fence post. Exactly. It's just those kinds of moments are the the things that I really like to look for. Just yeah, um, questioning, just questioning things, and and coming up with what ifs. Previously at the Mega HQ, Adam, do you collect magnets? When you travel, like when you go to visit a place that's like maybe a tourist attraction and they sell, like in the gift shop, they have all yeah. the different things to buy. I'm familiar with the, I don't. You don't? My wife kind of does. She has some. I'm, I'm very particular about magnets. Oh, <laughs> I don't, I don't, 
I don't like to have anything on my refrigerator. Ah. I'm not a big fan of... You like a clean face on your refrigerator, huh? Yeah, I just I can't handle the clutter, man. So, like, no, no, like, drawings or, like... My preference would be nothing at all. Oh, man. Well, you would hate our refrigerator. <laughs> Do you collect magnets? We, we collect magnets, yeah. Oh. That's a thing that we've done for a long time, my wife and I. We have magnets from different places that we've, we've visited, and we were talking to a, uh... We were talking to a friend, uh, and about all the magnets that we have and they had they happen to have some magnets and they mentioned a magnet that they possessed and as soon as they said the two words together my mind just lit up with possibilities uh and i thought that's just a a really interesting phrase so this week's mega character is panda magnet time for the brainstorm where's your head at with the panda magnet what's your what's your vision for this i imagine this character starts out as kind of a trust fund millennial family has just a through their maybe family business has has a vast fortune um and this this guy travels the world on his family's dime goes to every as many countries as possible really with the the goal of just finding romance and parties initially he's not really interested in in anything worldly he just wants to meet new people to to party with and his his family's really disappointed with his lack of ambition um right like they get but he he has one rule and it's wherever he visits whatever amount of money he's spent in a country during his travels he matches that in donations to a charity within that region or country. That's nice. Um, just to kind of leave it better when he leaves. His guilt of his own consumption makes him charitable. Right. He does. He feels shame. He eventually starts to feel shame about what he's done. He's kind of wasted a lot of time, spent just a ton of money, even though he's donated it to these different places. He's um, kind of depressed. He's meandering through life, doesn't know really what his, his goals are. Uh, and he finds himself at this this panda sanctuary in China. That's where things take a dramatic turn. That's where that's where it gets exciting. Yeah, this was one that when I first read, when I first started to think about panda magnet, I thought you could go a lot of really different ways. Yeah, because it's sort of vague, but then they're kind of also two very specific things. Right, but they have no real connection. <laughs> Because I started with a panda at a local zoo. All right. But I don't know that that's necessarily critical. I, I like your, I want to come back to where you were. But sure. all the panda wants is to attract another panda. But because there aren't any other pandas, it's a really, you know, fruitless life. Sure. And that then something causes the panda to become anthropomorphic or whatever. And, right. And, and, and and of a higher level of consciousness and awareness and ability or something. So I wanted to get that in as a, that was kind of a, a rough idea of where I was so that we can come back to your idea where you were telling me about the Panda Reserve. What if the story of Panda Magnet is a story of two different creatures? The story of a human and it's a story of a panda at this panda oh. sanctuary. Now this very well may be what I would call panda exciting. <laughs> 
so my original vision was that this this human visiting this panda sanctuary he finally sees the scope of what he could be doing with his life with all of these donations how he's wasted so much money he sees the just the plight of these these animals he's in close proximity to this one particular panda and there happens to be a freak geomagnetic solar storm this this solar flare has has caused just a, an enormous amount of solar winds and cosmic radiation to bombard this this particular part of the earth while he's visiting this panda he takes a large amount of these these different energies this panda does experiences the same thing the storm dissipates and he and the panda are communicating with each other telepathically they can understand each other not in english and not in panda just somehow they they know what the other is thinking maybe they even see what the other sees yeah this is complex do they operate as team panda magnet well like what they they merge i see they um oh they can they can communicate with each other but in times of stress they can actually merge and it's it's less a human looking like a panda and more of a panda looking like a human <laughs> i'm trying to decide what the difference would be like i want you to draw me a picture of a human looking like a panda and then one of a panda looking like a human well it's a tall human with some some slight panda features That's what short panda with like maybe human hands and a nose and now, a word from our new sponsor. Hey, any fellow creators out there? Do you have an exciting project in your head or laptop or scrawled on the bathroom wall that you're hesitating to get out in front of an audience? We get it. Luke and I spent years talking about a variety of ideas without getting anywhere, having no idea how or where to start bringing our ideas to an audience. You should take that first step today. Find a domain name and host the website that will help your work find its audience. Today's B-Mega podcast is sponsored by Fat Cow. Click the Fat Cow link in the description of this episode to get started today. Our Megaton City News webcomic is hosted at Fat Cow, and it gives us the storage and security we need for a price we can afford on a webcomic salary. And you will be helping Luke and I to continue producing the B-Mega podcast at the very same time. Start getting your work out there today. Have a donut and be mega. This has been a message from our sponsors. Always, always we have some sort of like good cause and right. they seem to often involve the environment or wildlife in some form. Uh, are they now, you know, fighting for habitats for animals or what? Like, Well, it's definitely a high priority for them. What I think what it eventually happens is this kid uses his uh, financial influence to get this have this particular panda transported back to his where he is from mm-hmm. to go mm-hmm. to the zoo where he near where he lives so it's in close proximity. And maybe, maybe he even takes him on as a pet. Possibly so they, they live together. Yeah, he is kind of an eccentric. You Perfect. Know, with the various charity work he does locally, he brings the panda as like a novelty. Right way that somebody would bring their little yappy dog he brings his panda and he he kind of pretends that he has this panda trained yeah yes to, but it's a whole little song just, and dance number yeah 
but not in like not in an exploiting way like as a way yeah. like in a way to like bring awareness the warmth of these animals right. or animals or getting humans to connect with them or or right. relate with them a little more and would it be is that going to be considered to having this what? guy take a panda out of its habitat know. or he stumbles upon a shady a place that keeps pandas illegally or something. Oh, so not like, the, not an actual sanctuary, but like some yeah. kind of under, like, ill-equipped yeah, zoo like they have slash... Pandas, yeah, taking good care of them. And, yeah. And so he, and he discovers this panda and this thing happens, this event yeah. happens, and so he, he takes the panda. That makes... They, that makes a lot of sense because then, then you can include the your your idea with the panda wanting other like needing other pandas around. Like maybe this is right. the only panda in this place. Like they have they have yeah. all these other kind of just a weird collection of yeah, animals. He's just in a really shady makeshift um, zoo in a corner of the world, um, and and he has this moment with this panda, and then he he takes the panda with him back to civilization. To, I like it. Like it's not even in China. Like it's in just a just a complete. Wherever, like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. like wherever he is, and I mean maybe it is somewhere near where pandas actually live. But either way, it doesn't matter. And and so like he saves that. the panda, and the panda the panda okay. understands, knows that it's been saved, and then he's able to kind of um, because they are connected. Like yeah. it doesn't want to live in captivity in that way. Like it it's it it likes its life with him, but he can go and visit the zoo and see other pandas and it like this panda can live vicariously through his experiences. Well, and he and because they can communicate and relate and are all, and and are, you know, and he's essentially trained in that way. He he just lives freely in the guy's house. They just live like roommates. Right. He's just like, or like he's like a, he's like a he's like a big giant pet. So, this panda is just kind of hangs out in this house like just gets food and beverages whenever it yeah. wants just kind of like lounges around on the couch it's got a giant panda litter box where would a panda where would a panda relieve itself in your house and how much of a problem do you think that would be maybe he installs a special panda door that's it he's got money he installs like a he can like wave himself out he's got like an area outside that's isn't a panda door basically the same size as a human door? Yeah. It'd have to be bigger even. Like, it may have to be wider. <laughs> so it's just on that wall of his house, it's just a regular door and then the panda door. And it's just a regular door, only it's automatic. Motion detected. Like a grocery and, store door. And if he ever has visitors and they try to use that door, he's like, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. Not the human door. But also maybe the panda door leads to a different part of his 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 backyard or garden. Sure. Or, you know, he's got this big estate that's all like enclosed in a dome. So the panda goes from being outside and it's you know this this habitat that he built for it, yeah, and then comes inside to just you know lounge on the couch every once in a while, totally and eat some Cheetos and such. And like it's got its like bamboo and stuff outside that it can yeah. munch yeah. on, and it needs like a Cheeto it. and cappuccino fix he can that's, show that's a combination of things that <laughs> not a lot of people would think about at the same time cheetos and a cappuccino cappuccinos cappuccinos that's a product that they should make it's coffee flavored cheetos endorsed by al pacino pacino cachito <laughs> they couldn't do it pacino cappuccinos there you go pacino cappuccinos uh. <laughs> pacino wearing chinos Cheeto. <laughs> I think it would also shove the Cheetos 
No, it'd be cheese balls, like the cheese puff balls, but oh, shove those okay. into the bamboo, like down into the bamboo stick, and then just... Well, no, well, no, I was going to say, eat eat it like it's oh, got like it's a filled bamboo so stick. Like, so, but then you can take the bamboo and you can stick it in the canister of cheese balls from across the room and just suck a bunch of them in. <laughs> this panda's got the life, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> Luxury panda living. I just thought for sure you were going to do it spitball style. <laughs> take a Cheeto in the bamboo. <laughs> well, that's what they do in their free time. Mega power. Normally, in just everyday life, panda and man are separate, yeah. and they they go about their lives, communicating telepathically. Right, living the dream, eating Cheetos. When in danger, or in or in stressful situations, they, in a like puff of black and white fur and flesh, just merge. <laughs> And they become this half man, half panda creature. Amanda. Amanda. <laughs> I'm never going to be able to talk to somebody named Amanda and not think about that. My first, my first reaction to that was, why are you calling me Amanda? Man Panda. Amanda. Amanda. I love it. Yes. So they merge and become Amanda. He has the strength of a right. of a panda. He has claws. Panda. He has the teeth. I think we can just change the name of it from Panda Magnet to The Manda. The Manda. I think that works. <laughs> it could be a first. This is unprecedented in V Mega. Uh- in B Mega history, we have changed the name mid podcast. Part man, part panda. The manda. Yeah, I, done. Totally. I, mega ability. The manda can use bamboo to shoot items at, you know, villains or adversar- adversaries. So either darts to stun a person. Sure. Or whatever's around rocks. Yeah. Cheetos. <laughs> Snot balls. Oh. Panda poo. <laughs> maybe maybe carries around like a a satchel of of uh like little ball bearings that it can launch. Yeah, having yeah, yes. Has maybe a little satchel of all different ball bearings and they do different things. Maybe some of them like explode. Yeah, yeah that's good. I like that. Because again, American. this kid was well, just call him a millionaire or billionaire. Yeah. He has he has his access access to so all he sorts has of, all yeah. of these things to shoot with the bamboo rods. Yeah, weaknesses. If the panda and the human are separated a certain distance, they lose their link and their ability to merge. So they can't become the manda unless yeah. they're within a certain rate, certain proximity. I was gonna say a weakness is that the manda has fundamentally the 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 life of a of a panda. Which means that it has to eat bamboo all the time. Okay. So it just has to keep munching on bamboo the whole time. Like when it's transformed, when they're merged. Yeah, when when it's when they're merged and, and presenting as the manda, they have to eat bamboo. It, it the manda has to eat bamboo. I'm pretty no. sure that's a true thing about pandas. Again, my general ignorance on the subject, but well, I believe dude. that. They have to eat kind of constantly because bamboo has no nutritional value. The internet will we'll tell us. It. The boys are right. 
the average giant panda eats as much as 9 to 14 kilograms of bamboo shoots a day to compensate for its low level of energy digestibility. Given this large diet, the giant panda defecates up to 40 times a day. Nemesis. The Manda's nemesis is an alien big game hunter. Okay, I like this. I li- as in, is an alien who is a big game hunter. Right, is, a, yeah. is an extraterrestrial who happens to be a big game hunter. Yeah. Uh, of the interstellar community, collecting the tax, the various forms of taxidermy from all over the galaxy. Right, his his trophy room is a planet in and of itself. He's mm. just renovated it to be. It's got your Krillian swamp toot, mm-hmm. as well as your American elk. Yes, just right next to each other. Right. Uh, his name is Maximus Poach. His real obsession is hunting mega-powered individuals on Earth because they they seem to give him the most challenge, uh, and he's especially interested in the ones that uh, are somehow related to uh, indigenous animals. Uh, non-human animals of the earth. The rarer, the better. Right. Right, because uh, there are probably a lot of hawk-based heroes. Right, yeah. Things of that nature, right? Yeah. So he sees the manda as this, you know, there's this endangered panda, human. He he likes to get humans just because they're fun. Uh, right. They're fun to, he dre- he dresses up some of his trophies. Right. Like and you can tax- make him make ridiculous faces on your wall. Right, yeah. He, like he's got an entire continent on his trophy planet that's just dedicated to funny human statues or, right. or taxidermy. Dresses them up, makes them do silly things to each other. Right. And he sees this combination of panda and human with mega powers as as one of the <laughs> ultimate trophies to collect. Tell me his name again. Maximus Poach. Maximus Poach. Does Maximus Poach, as a being, does what are, does Maximus Poach have any specific strengths that that allow it to be a, such a prolific and, and effective hunter? He has a teles uh, his his eye is like a telescope, and it's right not on. mechanical. It's not mechanical. It's just one his one of his eyes. Can, oh, he has to it. Well, the, <laughs> yeah, he has a monocle on on the one eye. And he just grabs the monocle and pulls it out to adjust it. Well, I was picturing like just like a simple like um, those you know really like what do you call it like just like the little telescopes like in a little old school telescope that is telescoping right. that you know comes out yeah that that his eye is like that that he just like it's just a to like focus it at the end yeah <laughs> yeah and then he and he's because of the the telescopic eye. The guy that'd be a good name for him too. <laughs> he he's a sharpshooter. Um, right. He has a, a massive assort, like a, a, a massive Assortment arsenal, um, weaponry from long range rifles. Um, if he's feeling particularly nasty, he has just knives and swords that he'll use. Mm. But he's a master of the clean kill. Ah, well there you go. That ended on a really dark note. <laughs> <laughs> bad guy. Yeah. Seems appropriate.
Sun City, Zoological Oddity, Don's Cape, and Cow to stop poachers by using a bamboo blowgun. Mega Origin. Harrison Panning was the youngest son of a wealthy industrialist, and he lived most of his life in a cash-fueled fantasy world. He journeyed across the globe in search of mind-altering parties and heartwarming romance, eager to drop mounds of his family's fortune at every turn. By donating small sums of money to worthy causes wherever he traveled, Harrison believed he was doing the world a favor through his awesome acts of calculated kindness. His life of reckless abandon came to an end, however, when he stumbled across a roadside zoo in the hills of Eastern Europe. Among the zoo's mistreated and malnourished exotic animals was a lonely, nameless giant panda. As Harrison gazed at the poor creature, regretting all the money he had wasted in his pursuit of booze and bosom, a freak geomagnetic storm bombarded both Harrison and the panda with enormous amounts of cosmic radiation. The storm left both human and animal telepathically linked and endowed with the ability to merge their bodies to become a monstrosity that was part man and part panda. Harrison and the panda helped the other animals escape into the wild and then quickly returned to the United States, where the panda became a local celebrity, known for its ability to communicate with humans and juggle bags of junk food. Harrison brought the panda to corporate gatherings, galas, and rotary dinners to raise awareness of the animal's plight and to raise money for charities. As his psychic relationship with the panda became more complex, Harrison realized that his situation was more than just a fundraising opportunity. When he merged with the panda, they could do things no human or panda could do alone. They swore an oath to use their new abilities to protect both humanity and the animal kingdom, roaming city and countryside alike to stop evildoers with tooth, claw, or bamboo blowgun. History prefers to label its heroes, thus Harrison and the Panda created a name that would not soon be forgotten. The Manda. And there it is. Part man, part panda, the Manda. This is the first time in B-Mega history that we've changed a character's name halfway through the episode. Yeah. And that's the beauty of creativity. You, you can go from one idea that leads to a completely different yet. Well, that's that's it, right? Is that you never know. I, I was just talking about this. That <clears throat> It's why you have to just commit to something because had we not been half an hour deep into talking about the panda magnet, we would have never even come up with Amanda. Exactly. That's the whole point of collaborating and, right. and brainstorming. So, yeah. Yeah, that's those are the those are the moments that are that you're looking for. So bravo, sir. Oh, bravo to you. <laughs> Let's take a moment. Everybody celebrate. 
thank you for listening to this episode of the Be Mega Podcast and uh, sharing the experience of creating the Manda. Uh, if you enjoy the podcast, be sure to rate us and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. You can also follow us on SoundCloud. Uh, for even more mega shenanigans, go to megatoncitynews.com. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at megatoncity and use the hashtag the Manda this week to tell us what you think of the hero that we created. Use your creativity to do good, tell awesome stories, and as always, be mega. Would it be pandamazing? Pandemonium. Oh. Pandelicious. Oh, don't eat the pandas. <laughs> And dissection. <laughs> Eats, shoots, and leaves the story of Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> the characters and stories in this podcast are the property of Megaton City Creations. Copyright 2015. <laughs>